This is Chris Hayes, and you're listening to Five Questions with Dan Chauvel. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Chauvel. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is TV news anchor and commentator, Chris Hayes. Chris is the Emmy award-winning host of MSNBC's All In with Chris Hayes and the host of the Why Is This Happening podcast. We talk about what he's learned from his parents and his show during this episode. Chris, welcome to Five Questions. Thanks so much for having me. What have you learned about the importance of community from your parents? A ton. I mean, I think I was very lucky to grow up in this very, very thick community, for sort of lack of a better word, in the Bronx in the 1980s. It was a community born of people that were living there and also very passionately committed to neighborhood improvement and social justice. And a lot of them came out of this kind of lefty Catholic social justice tradition, some sort of connected to Fordham University. That community was really strong. Like my parents had a lot of friends. I spent time with those friends and their kids were my friends. And we would spend a lot of time together. My parents hosted people a lot. Like they had very rich and active social lives and deep community ties. That has really carried forward as something that I just think is indispensable. And I think that like, there's lots of stuff to suggest those are on the wane, that people have fewer friends than they used to. I think you see a lot of alienation in American life increasing, and it's having deleterious effects. But to me, I really, really got that from my folks. And my, I should say that my wife's parents were very similar. Like They also have like very rich, deep community ties and social life and people that they're very close to. And I think both of us really value that as well. My parents sometimes tell me of an ancient you know, universe where they were growing up, where people didn't even lock their doors. It's yeah, like hard I mean, to imagine. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I... I don't know. Like, it's funny. The world that I grew up, I grew up in the Bronx. I was born in 1979. And like, obviously, New York City had higher crime rates and stuff. But I I also don't, as a child, nothing felt dangerous. And partly, I think it's just the perceptions of children and how insulated you are. But I think that like, in some ways, knowing your neighbors or having community is a kind of antidote to feelings of paranoia and distrust that are so common right now in American life. Absolutely. And reflecting on your 10 years hosting your show All In, that for you has really blown by. Like, every everything else in life. Uh, What do you feel you've improved the most on and what's been your biggest achievement? Probably the biggest achievement is just the endurance of the show because endurance itself in this industry is difficult. I mean, 10 years is longer than Seinfeld was on air. It's a really long time to be on television. TV is a little like the restaurant industry. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't last. Especially uh, in New York City. <laughs> I think it's especially in New York City. A fraction. Uh, yes, a, a, a tiny fraction. Yeah. So that I think is the big accomplishment. In terms of what I've got best at, I think there's sort of two answers. One is that I think I have improved considerably in a technical sense as a broadcaster. Pacing, calmness, projecting, authority, comfort, being an active and open listener, interviewing, etc. And the other thing, I've just gotten much better at conceptualizing the show as a show and thinking through what the show should be, which used to be a process that was way longer and way more torturous than it is now. Now a word from our sponsor. Having trouble hiring, retaining, and developing your workforce? iSolved is here to help. iSolved People Cloud is a comprehensive human capital management solution that helps you employ, enable, and empower your workforce throughout the entire employment lifecycle. From attracting and recruiting, to onboarding and compliance, from payroll and benefits, to time and labor management, and from talent management to predictive people analytics. Transform your employee experience for a better today 
and a better tomorrow with iSolved. For more information, go to iSolvedHCM.com. How has the TV business and your show changed over the past decade? And what are your predictions for the future? The TV business has changed more than I can even say. I mean, I was just thinking about the fact that the show launched in 2013. I'm fairly certain that we had on the show Bo Willimon, who's the creator of House of Cards, associated with House of Cards launch on Netflix, which at the time, Orange is the New Black and House of Cards were the first original programming Netflix was putting on. Right. So we were on air when Netflix launches the first streaming over the top original programming. Right. Ten years later, that's utterly transformed the industry. Everything has changed in terms of how people get entertainment or get television. Just about everything has changed in the TV business. Our show, however, I would say there are a whole bunch of changes I could point to in how we produce certain things and what our break structure is and what kinds of stories we pursue partly due to the news. I think the fundamental perspective, however, of the show and the authenticity of this is how I see the world and how I'm making meaning of it and presenting it to you, the viewer, has remained remarkably consistent amidst all those changes in the last 10 years. Yeah, and I would definitely say one of the biggest changes that will always be a, a big evolution is technology. You know, chat GBT, AI, yep. eventually maybe people watch your show in VR, like who knows how it's going to play out. And I think it, especially for someone like you, it's you didn't have to tweet like what, 20 years ago? Yeah, now, right. like I feel like more has been added to your role and potentially could get added, but there could be technologies that also make you more efficient as well. One thing that I think is interesting is that fundamentally the connection, the heart of the show, which is my ability to talk to a viewer and communicate compellingly and persuasively, truthfully, is a little platform agnostic and also is distinct from whatever media or technology there is. Like that's the core of the thing. That has to do with whatever skills or perspective I have and whatever platform that's done on may change over time. But that's the fundamental value proposition, which is independent of the technology. Makes sense. And what are your daily habits and practices that allow you to host the show, maintain health and be there for your family? There's a bunch. I, I work out basically every day, most days, which is pretty key. I've gotten very into like weight training. I try to get sleep. I will often go back to sleep or take naps. Even in the morning after getting up with kids, I'll go back to sleep for a bit. I find that like being well-rested is pretty key to being creatively generative. There's certain work that you could do tired, but the kind of blank page creation that I have to do every day really suffers when you're fatigued. There's different things I can do when I'm fatigued, but in order to be like, here's a monologue or here's what I think about things, I need a certain amount of rest. And then spending time, I mean, a huge transformation of COVID is getting to see my kids after school because I go into the office later. So spending time with my wife, Kate, and with my kids and seeing friends and seeing family, totally key, huge part of how I sort of keep keep going. A daily walk too is key. I do my editorial meeting almost every day while I walk. And I find that walking and talking is a good combination. Me too. Yeah. I walk every morning and then I'll do afternoon walks or runs. And I find that, you know, talking to people or getting thoughts in, like it's really transformative. And what's your best piece of career advice? The, the best piece of career advice is probably just be kind to people. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you could be, and I think this relates a little bit to another piece of career advice, which is related, which is don't rush. I was like definitely quintessentially a young man in a hurry. I think people that have ambition, particularly and you want to climb and you have benchmarks for yourself. And like, what's the, what's the next thing? What's the I next thing? I haven't done this yeah. thing. And I think sometimes that could lead to 
people being not that kind or viewing people that they're interacting with as means to an end as opposed to an end of themselves. But I think like in the end for any work that's valuable, the work itself is valuable. To come to recognize the value of the thing you're doing as a craft in and of itself and not to instrumentalize everything is very, very difficult. I think when you're young and in a hurry and it's something that comes with time, but to me has been a key, a key thing to learn. And the setbacks slow you down sometimes. Yeah. And they slow you down and sometimes you might fail or you might embarrass yourself or you might wash out in something and no one's keeping score of you except you. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Chris. To follow his journey, you can watch his show All In and find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where he shares his political news, opinions, family, and travels. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Dan and please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes.